You're scared, motherfucker? Well, you should be, because this Green Beret's gonna kick your big ass. I eat Green Berets for breakfast. And right now I'm very hungry. Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears. This is episode number 41. With me today I have Jessalyn, my co-host as always. Hello everyone. And we have a special guest today from uh, 8-Bit Geek, my friend Kevin Clem. Hi, I'm Kevin. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> here. Comes this way via Kansas. Yeah. And it was a long drive, wasn't it? Like eight and a half hours. Oh. It would have been It would have been faster had not uh, you know, the vice president been in town causing every traffic jam in oh. the world. And oh. I had to deal with him twice this week. Once in Kansas City on Wednesday and then coming in here on Friday. Uh. I'm sorry, dude. That yeah. sucks. Isn't uh, he from Indiana, though? Yeah, I know. That makes uh. it even worse. Oh. Damn Hoosiers. <laughs> <laughs> did you, uh, eight and a half hours, how many times do you have to stop? Oh, uh, you know what? I did my best and only stopped twice. And it was uh. one time was for the bathroom, the other one time was, was the gas up. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. Now, I just mentioned earlier that you're a part of a podcast called 8-Bit Geek. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, the 8-Bit Geek, we, uh, we're we just a geek podcast. We talk about video games, movies, uh, comic books, all kind of geek culture references. Uh, we have a blast. We're about almost 300 episodes in. Wow. Yeah, we're at 286, I think, now. Now, you joined a little bit later. You weren't there from the very beginning. Yeah. You joined maybe like episode 80-something? or uh... Uh, I think it was like 52 or 53. Oh, 52, okay. Yeah. And did you replace someone, or is this? it was just a two-man show before, and then uh, it was, came in? It was a two-man show, and what happened was, uh, there was a couple different people, like when it first started off, it was a podcast called Real Talk, and it was R-E-E-L, because that was how, <laughs> you know, aha, uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> movies, and uh, Jeremy did one episode with a guy named Nick, and then Nick was unable to really contribute anymore, so he asked our friend Doug to do it. And so Jeremy and Doug became, like, the permanent hosts. Right. And then later on they wanted to talk, because they always find themselves talking about video games and comics and stuff, so they figured they would want to try a new format. So at the beginning of 2014, they wanted to just switch everything around, include all this new stuff, and because of my unboxing videos that I used to do back in the day. (laughs) Yeah. If you haven't seen those videos, check them out. Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> those, it's right when those, those became a thing where you were yeah. the unboxing videos where people buy something new and they'd show it off on YouTube. Like, Hey, check out, you know, this new, uh, limited edition, whatever. And mm-hmm. then you kind of took that and made fun of it. And you were kind of the first person I saw actually do that and make fun of people yeah. who did those unboxing. <laughs> and around that time you're a bit chubbier. You had a big, you had a big uh, tummy. Yeah. Yes, and, I did. And then you would do all these unboxings in your boxer shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would you you would act as a, in character. Yeah, a very super fan of sorts. <laughs> and you get, Uninformed you, super fan. Yeah, you get, you get facts wrong about whatever you're opening up. And yeah. <laughs> you mix it up for 
say you were talking about Star Wars and you say Star Trek or something. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You like that. Just to, just to get some fanboys, like, you know, yeah, basically yeah. give them an aneurysm. Yeah, would nerds get mad at you in yeah. the comments? Oh, so much. <laughs> like, they would they would correct me. And every time, for every time they would correct me, I would just laugh even harder. <laughs> find a way to, like, just confuse them even more. <laughs> So, yeah, they found out about those videos, and that's how they, they wanted... Oh, they actually saw them. Yeah, like, oh, this like, guy. Jeremy saw it, and he wanted me to be a guest on the show. And so I came on, like I said, episode 52, 53, something like that. And when, after the episode was done, we had such a blast. We're like, oh, yeah, we'll have to do it again. And so, like, maybe, like, ten episodes later... They had me on again, and they were like, "We just want to make you a permanent host at this point." You know, it's it oh, seems nice. cool. really cool for us three to work together. And yeah, like I said, we've been with it ever since. It's been about four years now that I've been with them, and it's been a blast. I mean, we've done conventions all yeah. around, and yeah, talk about that a little more. How did you guys get into that? Were uh, were you asked, or did you kind of like? go through the channels to maybe get a table there, or is it really easy to get a table there? Uh, I mean, it is easy to get a table if you could afford it, unfortunately. That's the thing. They, they Like, vendor tables, like, we counted as a vendor, even though we weren't selling anything. We were just kind right. of promoting our podcast. Uh, if you want to sell stuff, then you've got to get, like, all kinds, at least in Texas, where we were doing our, um, where we were doing our Comic-Cons, you have to get, like, a tax license and all oh, this okay. other stuff, and we're not going to do all that. Right, yeah. So we just went there to promote. Um, the way it all started was we would actually get press passes to uh, to these comic events, you know, just through our channels. You know, if you ever go to a comic uh, convention's website, normally they'll have a special spot for press. You can right. apply for it. And if you're approved, then you basically go there and you cover the event like you would, you know, like we would talk about it afterwards in this or in their capacity when they were starting off, they were just doing Texas on their own and they would take pictures and post cosplay pictures and everything like that to the website. Mm -hmm. And then we would give like reviews of the show. Uh, so then later on, they started asking us to show up, you cool. know, like instead of we applying, they would just automatically be like, hey, you did it last year. Would you like to do it again? Help us out. Thanks and all that. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's really fun. We've done a bunch. We've done Comic Palooza in Houston, uh, in San Antonio. There's Alamo City Comic Con. Uh, we've also like frequented uh, the Texas Horror Fr uh, like they have Texas Frightmare Weekend, which is uh, in Dallas Fort Worth. Uh, we've been all around. But cool, yeah, cool man, cool. Yeah. Uh, you have any more on the horizon coming up, or do you plan to maybe branch out into places that maybe are on the the East Coast, like? Uh... Or maybe even Midwest area? We'd love to do it. Uh, what we'd have to figure out is logistics of getting our gear. You know, because like, that's why we've been keeping it local in Texas because it's easy to drive through, right. you know, drive to everything. Because we, we take a whole like van full of gear to where we go. We, you know, we have our table equipment, recording equipment, um, all the stuff we're giving away. Right. And it really fills the vehicle. So taking all that stuff on a plane or something like that is going to be a lot harder for us to do like East or West Coast. So we probably have to go to these other conventions as spectators or, you know, uh -huh. press mm -hmm. as that, right. but not exactly like getting our own booth. Right, right. Right, right. And then with, like, the Midwest, it could happen. I mean, we're just, like I said, the bigger we're getting, I think we will. Cool. Eventually, like, I would love to do it in Kansas City. It'd be nice to just wake up and go to the convention. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's do the convention. Today. Yeah, <laughs> instead of having to fly out to Texas. But, I mean, I love Texas, so I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> now, you're doing one with a, a pretty big one coming up with uh, wrestling, a wrestling podcast that you also do. Yes. And you were invited to go to the, the, the events. Why don't you tell us about that? 
Yes, that's going to be amazing. So in September in Chicago, or the Chicago area for anyone who lives out there, <laughs> it's, uh, it's in Hoffman Estates in Schaumburg. But they are having a StarCast convention for wrestling. And my other podcast, Divas Dropkicks and Dives, uh, we were able to secure a booth there for podcasting. So mm-hmm. we're going to be a featured podcaster at this event, and then we're also going to be at the All In Wrestling event. And we're going to be covering all the different events on our podcast. We're going to be doing uh, photos. We're going to try to get. We're actually going to get three different interviews uh, with some really big wrestlers that are going to be at the event that weekend. Like it's going to be a huge thing. Very we're cool. really looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, do you think they'll let you get in the ring at any time and uh, go off the ropes? I wish. That's a dream of mine. Just, you know, yeah. like an empty... It, no one even has to be in there. Just go into a ring and go mm-hmm. off the ropes a couple of times and just do like a couple of drop, elbow drops on, you know, yeah. whoever or just, you know, miss one nobody's home or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's like been a big dream of mine, too. Just to, just to fuck around in a wrestling ring for a yeah. while and, you know, just play with your friends until someone gets hurt. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, I, You know what? I would say you'd have a better chance of doing that like in an indie event. Like right. if you go, like especially Chicago's got a bunch with like oh, yeah. freelance wrestling and all that. But man, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm hoping at uh, StarCast, the convention, maybe they will have a ring set up. And uh, you know what? I think they will actually because they're going to do photo opportunities with certain wrestlers, I think, in the oh. ring. So that would be cool if you're just like, hey, can I take a bump real quick? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> or, or ask like somebody. I mean, I'm not saying Suzuki is going to be there, but like ask Suzuki for like a chest slap or something oh, like dude, that. that, that oh. I would love for Ric Flair to get me one time, you know, just once. Just chest slap me once. That'd be a legend. We met him at Texas Frightmare Weekend, and he was a really nice guy. And it was like three days after his wife got into a car accident. So she was there with him, but she had like a huge neck brace on oh, and everything. Geez. But yeah, we got to meet him, and he's, yeah, a nice guy. But you get to, living who else legend. did you get to meet there? Oh, man, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> we, got, we got choked out by him. We got a picture of him, like, calling us tough guys. Um, let's see, man. You've got uh, uh, one half of, uh, or one third of, or living one half of Run DMC, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we met Daryl McDaniels, which is DMC from Run DMC. And that was crazy. <laughs> because the way that one happened, um, he was sign- He was doing there, he was there all weekend signing his comic books. And he was about two rows ahead of us. Or two, yeah, two rows ahead of us. And we'd always see him walking back and forth. And he'd be like, you know, just kind of walking by. And we're like, DMC. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah What's yeah, up, boys? <laughs> yeah, basically. No, he's a nice guy. And so Jeremy went and bought his comic, got it signed. And then he was telling him about the podcast. And he's like, oh, cool. You, um, he's like, you guys want a picture? And he just comes like nice. over to our booth. And like behind the booth. And I didn't know anything about it. I'm walking or I'm working in the booth, like trying to promote. And I'm talking to somebody. And in, in my head... I'm going, oh, cool, DMZ's walking by. Oh, cool, he's getting closer. (laughs) Oh, that's weird, DMZ's behind the booth with me. (laughs) And, like, I'm shaking his hand. And we just took a picture. What the hell's going on? Why aren't I saying something? Why is this all internal? You know know, know what the funny thing is about celebrities? That they can just do anything. You know, I I remember back, uh, oh, it must have been about a more than a decade ago, when uh, my dad had this bar in Chicago called Leg Room. Yes. And one time, Paris Hilton came in there. Uh, that's like right around the time when she was dating Brian Urlacher. Oh. Who I think was also married at the time, too. <laughs> to Jenny so, McCarthy. <laughs> so he, uh, she went in there and they led her behind the bar and she bartended and everything. And actually, from what I hear that... Um, 
she went into the manager's office and wrote on the lights, I love Brian. <laughs> so yeah, just it, celebrities can do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> and I don't even think Brian Urlacher was there that night. <laughs> he used to go in there all the time too, which is kind of funny. But yeah. I, you know, I did meet him once. Uh, I was, you know, I worked all day, and my dad was like, hey, come by the bar, and I was like, all right, cool. And the leg room was like a, a higher-end martini bar. Mm-hmm. So I went in there looking kind of like a bum, you know, my dad's <laughs> there a Sunday night sitting in VIP, and I already had a few drinks before I got there, and I look all <laughs> shitty, and I probably smell even worse. And all of a sudden, my dad's like, hey, uh, wanna, here's Brian Urlacher, meet him. I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, kind of off guard. It's like, oh, my God. And then, like, I met him, hey, how you doing? And, of course, me, stupid me, whenever I meet someone, I either sweat all over him or I say something <laughs> really stupid. And, of course, well, he had also played that day. He he had a game, and I think they might have won that game in, in Chicago. And he took a hard hit, because I watched the game, and he got hit hard. And so what I said to him was, like, Man, it looks like you got really hit really hard today. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, 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 sure. And then, like, you know, I went like, back to checking out other girls and stuff, and that's some fucking, <laughs> fucking idiot wearing a Bar Louie shirt, you know, <laughs> with pit stains in it, so I'm sure you uh, forgot well, immediately. at least you spoke instead of yeah. staring and sweating like when you met Linnea Quigley. Well, he wasn't a woman. <laughs> he wasn't a woman this time, so, yeah. Oh, Linnea Quigley. <laughs> I still, I, uh, one of my favorite things, like, I've, I've known you two for a very, very long time, but that year we went to the comic convention and met Miguel Nunez. Oh, yeah, yes. that was... That was a, a dream come true. And if you don't mm-hmm. know who Miguel Nunez is, he's a, a popular character actor throughout even today. He still mm-hmm. pops up in things. He's in tons and tons of credits. Uh, if you remember, you'll probably remember him from uh, Friday the 13th Part 5. He plays Demon. Yeah. And he, he has to take a shit in that movie because of the enchiladas he ate. Uh, he was in Return of the Living Dead. He played uh, Spider, I believe yeah. his name was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juana Man, he was Juana Man in that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. So, yeah, we got to meet him. He's had some just... very interesting names. Yeah. He told you a story, too. He was really cool to you guys. Yeah, we, uh, actually, Kevin and I were talking about that story before you, you, you uh, came home. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, my brother and I are big fans of Return of the Living Dead, so we had to go, we, we had to meet Miguel Nunez. Yeah. And he was telling us a story about a Return of the Living Dead when uh, John Kalfka slaps him in that scene where Miguel Nunez's spider is freaking out. He slaps him, and he really does. He hits him twice hard, and like after they said cut, Miguel Nunez was about to go after him. And be like, Yo, man, what the hell? He's like, oh man, I needed to get a real reaction out of you, and I did. So that was like a cool little story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, conventions are, are can be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, it can also be very stressing too, especially if you're uh, a spectator just walking through the crowd all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> you get all sorts of people, you know. You, uh, smelly people, of course. Oh, there. yeah, people I, forget their deodorant. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they do that. Uh, I, you know, I want to smell good for, you know, me especially, and, you know, for other people, too. For, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you know, hey, kind of smells good, you know. I showered before I came here. Thank you, <laughs> <I> yeah. <do. laughs> the fan is on, so, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was a little, it, it's a little hot out there today, but you're, you're doing okay, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome, dude. Uh, well, thank you again for coming on the show. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I love you guys, you know? And like I said, I listen. So it's cool yeah, to be a part of this, you know? Cool, we, great fan and, and uh, a co-host. Right? Yeah. And, we, <laughs> and we've been waiting so long to do this because, like, yeah. we were setting up uh, we were setting up an episode before, but now that I'm in town, we can actually record it here. Right. But we're going to do it other, otherwise over Skype. So. Yeah. yeah. You know, I like to do things in person because it's, it's a little easier to react off people. Mm-hmm. Uh Although I really haven't done this over Skype yet, which yep. I plan on doing pretty soon with uh, certain people, we'll branch out with. You know, who knows who else is out there who would like to speak and, yeah. and have a part in this? Or you know, if you're you know have something to hack, you know, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, stay tuned. Our movie of the week's coming up. Yes. <laughs> Woohoo! movie of the week <laughs> <laughs> you keep getting more and more obnoxious i know <laughs> okay our movie of the week the 1909 incredible masterpiece and sequel to one of the coolest movies ever made predator 2 <laughs> now why do you say predator 2 why not predator 1 well because everyone knows predator 1 everyone who's seen predator 1 has seen it multiple times now, everyone who's seen Predator 2 has seen it maybe once or twice. It seems like. Maybe not everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, i got to give this movie a lot of credit. Uh, I love it. We're going to get into this. But I just have to say from the start, I like this movie more than Predator 1. Wow. wow. Yes. It's a bold statement. It is a bold statement. 1997 in L.A., there's a drug war breaking out. Mm-hmm. And who to come to save the day... The Predator. And Danny Glover, too. Yeah. Save the day in that he starts picking off gang members. Yeah. Uh, not even. Not even really picking off gang members, per se. But we'll get into that. All right. There's a, there's, it's a little deeper than that. <clears throat> okay. This movie stars Danny Glover. He takes over the role for Arnold. Yes. Our leading role of this movie. Not not his, not his Dutch from Predator. <laughs> that would be correct. <laughs> that, would be, that would be awesome. Uh, he plays Lieutenant Mike Harrigan. Uh, if you haven't seen Danny Glover, I mean, where have you been, first of all? And if not, uh, Lethal Weapon. Uh, he has tons and tons of cre- credits. Be Kind, Rewind. Be Kind, Rewind, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Witness, the color all purple. the Lethal Weapons, yeah. the Color Purple, yeah. Pour him in, pour him in, right. Uh, he's the main character, and we have our antagonist of Predators, played by uh, Kevin Peter Hall. Uh, he played the Predator prior to this also, and then he, I think, I believe he played the alien and maybe Harry and Harry and the Hendersons, I want to say, too. Oh, okay. huh. If I'm right on that. I think so. He was like one of the bigger, he's a really tall guy, so they used to get him in these these roles that weren't necessarily acting, you know, with yeah. dialogue. They would just put like a, him in a costume kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he seemed kind of cool with it, so hey, hey, whatever you, you got to do, right? So when the Predator speaks... 
Um, that... No, I think it was dubbed with another oh, okay. predator. <laughs> it, was just, it was just voice recordings of other... When yeah. he speaks without lips. I'm yeah. sorry, it bugs me. I know I should just relax because it's a movie about an alien. Well, actually... People. That's why it says motherfucker so weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. No yeah. lips. No lips. <laughs> uh, Gary Busey shows up in this movie. <laughs> Speaking of lips, no so lips. Right, <laughs> All teeth. Yeah. Uh, he plays another antagonist who's trying to capture the predator in L.A., uh, we have Danny Glover's partner in here, uh, one of his partners, uh, Ruben Blades. Mm-hmm. He's a musician, if you didn't know that. He's also <laughs> been in a few movies also. Like Once, a time, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, he was in, uh, currently now, I believe he's in uh, Fear the Walking Dead. He's one of the main characters. Yeah. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's good for him. Uh, we got Maria Conchita Alonso. Yeah. Uh, I loved her in Colors. Yeah. Have you ever seen Colors? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that movie. She, Jocelyn hasn't seen Colors. I've never even heard of Colors. What no. is what? that? Colors. 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 Yeah, it was like Ice T's like breakout song. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was like, who was that? Sean Penn and. Uh, uh, Robert Duvall, Sean yeah. Penn. Yeah. Uh, Damon oh. Wayans, Don mm-hmm. Cheadle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like one of Don Cheadle's first movies. No, I missed that train. I've yeah. never even heard of it. Uh, Dennis it Hopper directed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty funny movie. <laughs> if you yeah. watch it now, it's pretty. Funny. Oh, it's very dated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, she uh, yeah, Mar- Maria Cachina Alonso in in Colors is hot. Mm-hmm. Oh man, she goes out with Sean Penn. Anyway, yeah, she was hot in Running Man too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I think she's the hottest in Colors. <laughs> uh, Bill Paxton. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know Bill Paxton, Terminator, Aliens, Tombstone, True Lies, tons of stuff. I like this as one of his trifecta movies, mm-hmm. uh, Alien, Terminator, and Predator. He yep. gets killed by all, like, a Predator, <laughs> yeah. an Alien, and a Terminator. So, <laughs> so it's the Bill Paxton trifecta. <laughs> uh, Robert Davey, if you remember him from, he's one of the brothers in Goonies. Mm-hmm. He has the pockmarked face, you know, you can't you can't forget him. Yeah. Yeah, and Agent Johnson, the FBI yeah. oh, agent yeah. in Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah, exactly. One of the Agent Johnsons. Not related either. <laughs> Adam Baldwin from Serenity. Yes, that I forgot about that. Jane from Serenity. Yeah, he's a bit. He's twenty eight, but he looks like he's about twelve in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So young. Uh, Morton Downey Jr. Uh, he had his own talk show in the eighties, if you remember. Yeah. Um, very loud, kind of. He plays a news reporter. In Big this mouth. Movie. Can we go back to mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was his like logo. Was a huge mouth. <laughs> he was the uh, he was the one who set up for like Jerry Springer and all those guys. He was like mm-hmm. one of the first guys. The shock mm-hmm. like host. shock ho- shock jock. No, not a shock jock. Yeah, those are like radio guys. It was like it was like Geraldo with an edge. <laughs> <laughs> Except and a cigarette in yeah, one hand. Yeah, cigarette in one hand. It was like Phil Donahue finally had it out and just like <laughs> not gave a shit and went to work. <laughs> so let's start with this movie. When did you first see this movie, Kevin? I saw it when it first came out to VHS. Ooh. Um, my mom rented it because she, you know, she rented a lot of movies. We re- we were regulars at Blockbuster. So, like, if something would come out, we'd go see it. But, like, Predator 2, I remember 
she rented it and then like when they had their sale bought it and we watched it constantly so she rented it for you or she was she rented it for herself too no she loved like she loved action movies she loved Arnold uh, okay she had an Arnold collection Steven Seagal <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> Steven Seagal was her husband so <laughs> yeah especially they filmed Above the Law in our neighborhood so she oh, was wow. real, she was like oh, right, sitting on the right. porch just waiting yeah. <laughs> but yeah we had Predator too, and yeah that's that's the way I saw it. it was just on VHS like being a kid and I just remember thinking too I was like man this is really different yeah because you know, it was the concrete jungle exactly and that's what I liked about this movie is that it's just not a group of people out in the uh, or a group of mercenaries out in the middle of nowhere where there's nothing around them it's just jungle right and mm-hmm. the predators picking them off by, one by one but when I watch this movie, the Predator does the same thing, but you really don't notice as much. Because mm-hmm. you see that he has these scenes in here where he's killing these uh, the Scorpio guys, the, 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 um, the Latino drug lords, and you have mm-hmm. the Jamaican guys. You see him kill these guys. And he's not doing it necessarily to um, just to kill people and hunt them. Mm-hmm. He's actually trying to um, get Danny Glover's character to come fight him. You know, he's messing with them in all these different ways and that kind of gets muddled in this movie yeah just because of all the different times a predator goes around and kills these other people but if you look deeply into it he's just trying to get danny glover's attention more and more and more and fuck with them even more and more and more and yeah trying to get him to fight and give him that intensity so he has someone to fight in this movie because he's just blasting everyone mm-hmm. you'll see that in this beginning scene where um the predator is looking in his um predator vision yeah and there's the part where the the drug lords are shooting out the cops in the beginning and everything mm-hmm. and you first get to see like the predator vision and you're not in the jungle anymore and you're in the concrete jungle right and there's that scene where danny glover uh equips his car with those um uh, the bulletproof vests and he drives through like the crowd and he yeah. blocks and he saves like those two cops you see purposely that the predator's watching him do all this stuff and he's kind of impressed right mm-hmm. and then he goes into that building to go like kill those drug lords right the predator goes in and i think the predator kills all the drug guys so he can have danny glover to fight later on Mm-hmm. So I mean, maybe I'm looking too far into this. No, but... that's that's a good point. Yeah, I thought I the same thing. Sure, I didn't pick up on that, but I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> and I also kind of like this movie too, where the first half of it is pretty much like a, a semi slasher movie of the Predator going around offing Danny Glover's guys. But once they're all gone, the second half of the movie turns into like more of a a sci fi pick where. Your uh, your Gary Busey characters with the mm-hmm. FBI mm-hmm. or whatever, and he knows about the Predators, and that's how Danny Glover kind of finds out too, and it just turns into an experiment, and it's just a totally kind of different movie from there on out. Yeah, and then of course at the end it becomes a, a, a man versus predator hunt thing going on. Right. So I really really enjoyed that, especially the casting of Danny Glover. Danny Glover, of course, was in Lethal Weapon and. I'm getting too old for this shit kind yeah. of stuff. And he has yeah. that character in that movie. And this movie, it just differs. And he still plays a cop, but he's very intense. Yeah, he's a he badass. He lost about 20 pounds for this role. He bulked up. He's mm-hmm. fucking built. And he just really took this role head on. And you have to really appreciate that, especially following on the heels of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a tough thing to do. And it's, I mean, not too many people can do that. I mean, look at the Terminator movie where Arnold isn't in it. Yeah. It's not as good, is it? No. No, it isn't. But the other ones are, you know, are good or 
Genesis was okay. I, I enjoyed Genesis. I, I really enjoyed Genesis. I am in the minority yeah, on that Yeah, I think one. we're in the minority on yeah. that one. <laughs> it's okay. I hate Jai Courtney. I hate him. Yeah, he was pretty yeah. bad. But uh, other than that... Yeah, like, side, yeah, side note on that. That movie would have been amazing had it not been ruined in the trailer. Like, yeah. if people didn't know what happened with John Connor, right. like, yeah. it would have been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But I digress. But I was going <laughs> to say, when you're talking about uh, Danny Glover shedding pounds, I wonder how many pounds came off of that mustache. Oh, I, <laughs> I didn't know he had an upper lips, to tell yeah. you the truth. I, it was so weird seeing him without a mustache. His face looked like super long. <laughs> like it just it, like when they did the Henry Cavill's face in yeah, uh, Superman. That's what I, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> was that Justice League? Yeah, they did. Yeah, and he looks so much younger. I mean, I know in Lethal Weapon, which was what two years earlier, three Maybe years three, earlier. Yeah, about three or four years before that. They make him look older on mm-hmm. purpose. But I remember True. watching. I think just the tail end of this with my dad, and I was like, "Wow, that actor's really young. I had no idea." Yeah. This one, maybe it's the mustache, getting rid of that mustache. He wasn't old enough for this movie, I guess. But (laughs) I would say, you know, when you say about Predator 2, how it's like the, you know, you just described the movie, how half of it's, you know, kind of planning, half of it's execution, or it turns into a sci-fi film. That's kind of like how the first Predator did too, though, because it's sticking tradition. The first half of it, you thought it was just some kind of like weird, like behind enemy lines, setting in mercenaries, and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, the second half is the sci-fi part, and then the end is the hunt and the competition. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that in Predator too. It's just once again concrete jungle. Absolutely, and right. you know you have a really good point there. But you also have to think in the movie Predator, um, the movie's kind of ruined for you right in the beginning because mm-hmm. you see um, a spaceship, yeah, uh, go right to Earth. So automatically, you know you're you're dealing with uh, something from space. Yeah. Um, if you didn't see the first couple minutes of Predator and you went in there and just started from when Dutch gets off that helicopter, man, that movie would would freak you out. Like you're yeah. like, what the fuck's going on with this heat vision? Mm-hmm. What, what's going on? You'd mm-hmm. have no idea. You would just think this is a your standard Arnold action movie, right? And it's not. So I think it differs a little bit in that way because Predator Two, seeing as a sequel, you already yeah. know what you're getting into, right? So uh, I think. That kind of makes it a bit different, but yeah, yeah. there is a, a big a, a big similarity between. I'm just work. thinking the formula, but yeah, you're right. right. Yeah, and mm-hmm. now I think about that, I was like, man, it would have been smart to just cut out that alien scene. Right. Yeah. It, it just ruins it. Ruins kind of ruins. Because you could have kept the mystique. The, yes. Right. Exactly. Could have known what was going on. Right. Yeah. And especially when you see the infrared vision, you could have thought maybe because once again you find out like the government was in on it. You right. were thinking maybe they were testing a suit or something like that, mm-hmm. or testing some kind of like super soldier. See, man. Ugh. Trailers too. Trailers ruin it. Like I, t- I stopped. I stopped really digging in. I'll watch a first trailer for a reveal, right. and then yeah. I'm done because right. I don't want to. I don't want to watch anything exactly. else. Because just think of a movie like From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, you didn't know a thing about that movie, and you went into it, and you're like, okay, it's a Tarantino movie. There's gonna be lots of shooting and you know blood and stuff, and then the second uh, the second half of that movie, you're like, holy shit, this is a totally different film. Yes. So uh, yeah. Uh, Man, I wish I can just go into every movie not knowing what the hell's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of did that, too, going to uh, the Cinepocalypse Movie Festival. That's we went what I was to, thinking, yeah. And we mm-hmm. went in there totally blind to a lot of stuff, and I think I might have enjoyed these films a lot more, seeing as I didn't know anything about them. Yeah, 
And that's sometimes you get the better thing. Like Turbo Kid. Like that was, yeah. I see the helmet there. And like, yep. I didn't know anything about it other than just like knowing it was some kind of weird 80s homage movie. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with it. And yep. I didn't even know who was in it. So seeing like the main villain in it. Um, Michael what, Ironsides. Michael Ironsides. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was done. I was like, yes, this is awesome. And I was super hyped. So yeah, sometimes it does benefit from just going in completely fresh. You know, no no trailer, no real idea of what's going on. I think you really enjoy the movie even better. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what would you think then if Predator 2, like if somebody just, because you know, some not everyone's going to watch the first one and right. they'll go into it. I remember seeing Highlander 2 before seeing Highlander. <laughs> so, I mean, like if you thought, I guess if you go into Predator 2 without knowing about what the Predator is, it'll surprise you a little bit. Yeah, it will. Yeah. And they'll even kind of bring you up to speed on the first one even too. There's a, a bit of exposition about it. That uh, happens later on in the movie, mm-hmm. which I mean, I guess you really don't even need to see the first Predator to see this one. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah you don't need it. And the Predator has more cool toys in this one too. He's yeah. like, yeah, Batman upgrades and shit. You know? <laughs> he has a spear. He has that that disc that cuts through like anything, yeah. cuts through the skulls. Even Gary Busey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rest oh, in peace. Busey. There. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he's got the, that net gun he shoots. Yes. He shoots that one dude and he like... It like goes through his skin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he shoots those spear things, you know, and blast dudes in the head. Yeah. He doesn't get to use his gun all that much in this one, his mounted gun. He mm-hmm. gets busted later on. But yeah, he, he's like upgraded, you know? Yeah. That's, I, that's why I kind of like this movie a little more. I brought a little few more toys with him. Mm-hmm. And I've always been skewed towards aliens throughout my life. But I've always liked Predator 2. Not like there's any rift between the two of them. Right. Unless, you know, movie form there is. <laughs> but, uh, right. Uh, <laughs> but I was always more on the side of the aliens. Because there's a part in this movie where the Predator is somewhat sympathetic. Mm-hmm. And he's just not a killing machine. Uh, one of them is when he's in the graveyard and the kid is, you know, fucking around in the graveyard. Yeah. The predator's kind of being a creep. He's hiding behind a tree looking at Danny Glover mourning his, his buddy. And, you know, the kid comes across him. He's like, want some candy? And the predator doesn't do anything to him. Yeah. And then... Well, no, he pointed... Or was it, he, or was it at the beginning of the movie where he pointed a gun? Points... It was a fake gun. Right, And yeah. that's why yeah. Predator got his attention... Or got attention. He's like, oh. And then he realized it was a fake gun and he right. didn't act on it. Right. Right. And then there's also the part on the train where uh, the Bill Paxton character gets off and yep. Maria Cachita Alonso is, you know, finding... Well, his name's Jerry. She's like, Jerry! Yeah. She's looking for Jerry, and the predator grabs her and, and chokes her, and then he looks and sees that she's pregnant with a mm-hmm. baby. Yeah. Now, those two parts I just told you, the alien would not care. No. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, they were a killing machine. They were a killing yeah, machine. Yeah, they're more like big insects. Yeah. yeah. So, so the predator has a heart, is what we're saying. Oh, yeah, and that's what you realize. <laughs> and, and it took the sequel to like really make you see that they have morals, and it's more of a championing, championing or kind of a rite, rite of passage, right. I guess, mm-hmm. for a predator. And yeah, they, they know who to kill. They're not going to kill an unarmed person. Right. They're not going to kill someone who doesn't deserve it in a way. So that it was cool to see that, you know, just kind of realize that even though it's an alien, it's a it still has somewhat of a moral compass. Right. Yeah, so, right, right. Which is right. funny in the subway scene, which I think is maybe my favorite scene, even though I'm sad to see Bill Paxton get killed. Yeah. Because everybody has a weapon on that subway. <laughs> yeah. A gun or so, a yeah, knife. Yeah. Then the predators start shooting everyone. Yeah, he just time. kills yeah. them all. Yeah. But that scene, like, why, like, watching this, you would think, like, why would the predator choose this train to attack? 
And it's because he's attacking the Bill Paxton and Maria Cachita Alonso character. Mm-hmm. To, get, to get to Danny Glover. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, that always kind of escaped me throughout the years until I really just sat down and watched this movie a while ago and just like, wow, this is kind of interesting. You know, he's he would show up in all these places where, like, uh, his crew is and he would off his, the other guy's crew. And it was always like, how would, he, how would he know that? But he's actually hunting Danny Glover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I even his partner, like I mean, he went after his partner, Ruben. Yeah, Ruben Blades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Danny Boy. Yeah, because he was like, cause he went back to the scene, the scene of the crime, and he found the predator yeah. piece or whatever. Yeah, that little thingy, whatever that the is. The predator yeah. dropped him. <laughs> Danny Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Keep you off this room, Teddy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jesslyn, you first saw this movie. I mean, you saw it a long time ago, just the end, and then I showed it to you maybe a while ago, I'm thinking. I feel like, yeah, I was probably 12 and it was on cable, my dad was watching it. I remember he didn't like it. I was like, what is this? And he was like, it's Predator 2, it's not nearly as good as the first one. And then, like, when you're that young, you're like, oh, well, my dad said that, it's gospel, Predator 2 is not good. And I never, ever watched it again. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I don't think it's better than the first one, but it's it's a solid well, sequel. I don't, I don't think it's better than the first one. I enjoy it. Well, maybe I might have said I think it's yeah. better. I might have said yeah. it's better than the first one. I will say I enjoy it more than the first one. Okay. Probably I would say it's a better movie. But... Better story than the first one, really. Yeah. Because yeah. the first one was really kind of ambiguous with its story. You learn a lot, a little bit things, a little bit of things, but it's not nearly as like pre- prevalent of what happens in part two. So you never learn about Jimmy Hopper. Jimmy Hopper. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Hopper. <laughs> so you cooked us up a story and stuff that's right in the meat grinder. <laughs> yeah, I guess there aren't that many memorable lines in this one than there is in the first with Arnold. No, but I love they brought back the you one ugly motherfucker. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's just, motherfucker. This weird old like Maria Shriver face going. <laughs> now, do you think, though, the predator from the first one called up the predator from this one. I was like, dude, I learned this word. Taught him this word. <laughs> from this Austrian dude who's leading this American team. It's, it's, it's motherfucker. Next time you meet a guy, say this to him. It's going to be great. And he he'll get it. He'll get it. I yeah. swear. Yeah, he'll get it. Basically, he's like, you want to troll humans? Here's, here's <laughs> This one will get them real worked up. <laughs> All right, so we have, let me see here. We have... 36 kills in this movie. Wow. More yeah. than you thought, huh? No, that sounds about right. I mean... Especially with the opening like, yeah, scene. Yeah, the opening scene. And See, the... there wasn't that many, like, in, like, the first couple, like, um, like when they're outside of the building, there's only, I want to say, about seven kills out there. And you only see about, like, one or two of them once they go inside the building, because a mm-hmm. lot of that action happens outside of where... Uh, where you see, and it kind of makes it a bit spookier and a bit more hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there was only a few there, and then he kills Scorpio on the yeah. Scorpio is ready. Yeah. <laughs> that was all that blow. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> just sets himself up. Uh, that, yeah. that, that that weird scene, yeah, where like where they catch the people like screwing like the one drug lord. Yeah, uh, making yeah, guys. Yeah, and there's a bunch you of kills there. Crazy, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is it with like the late eighties, early nineties that like movies had with Jamaicans? Oh, like man. they were like, oh fucking Jamaicans, that's kill true. them all. There's like a Seagal movie with Jamaicans. Yeah, Marked or... for Death. Yeah, yeah. that's yes. <laughs> 
Then there was once there again, was, my mom loved Steven Seagal. I know, <laughs> I know every Steven Seagal movie. Do you like how all of his movies only have three words in the title? Like yeah, Mark marked for, for death, death, above the law, out for justice, out for justice. Fuck. <laughs> Fire some, down below. <laughs> there are some that are too under siege. Under, 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 under siege two. Under siege two. <laughs> <laughs> two. <laughs> Three. Uh, hard target, isn't that? No, it's, no, Van, it's Van, Dam. Van Dam. Ah, Van Dam. Never mind. Wasn't the hard target? No, that was Double Impact with uh, it was it was the two like, Van Dams that were like twins. You'll never see me wearing black seal counter. <laughs> Hard so anyway. time was, I'm trying to help her find her daddy. <laughs> All American Van Damme. Let's let's bring it on back around. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're predator two here. Well, did we talk about how it ends? It's a pretty good. Well, the last the ending's pretty cool. The last yeah. about twenty minutes to half hour is um, Danny Glover versus Predator. Yes. It starts in the meat house where Danny Glover comes in her balls. Blazing. <laughs> balls blazing. Balls blazing. Guns. Guns. I think. Guns, guns blazing. Well, I mean, his balls might have been blazing, too. You yeah. don't know that. The, but I, you just made me realize that in Demon Knight, his balls are blazing. Yes. Right yeah. Yeah. Oh, Demon Knight, classic. <laughs> One thing I want to point out, too, is the clothing that they wear in this movie. It looks all kind of baggy, doesn't it? Like Like yeah. uh, Danny Glover, especially. And uh, the character of Jerry, and it wasn't—I wouldn't think it would be just the style of 1997 where this movie takes place. Yeah, I believe it has to do with global warming, and that uh, wow. I think the people who made this movie <laughs> thought it would be a lot hotter because they're yeah. in the movie. It says, "Oh, it's going to be around 109 today," and it doesn't get that hot around LA. But with global warming, yeah, it will. And their clothes are baggier because. It's hotter, and if you yeah. look in different countries, they have baggier clothes. And okay. like hotter countries, they have okay. you know, loose-fitting clothes to keep them kind of cooler, and like browns. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of browns in this movie with their mm-hmm. clothing. It just, yeah. it just keeps it's like more of a neutral the sun, and it, it'll keep you a little cooler. Yeah. So I, I like kind of how they did that. It's interesting too because they do they do make a point throughout the movie about how hot it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once again, I think it gives that weird you know the jungle feel. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. jungle. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's that was their way because. Everywhere they went, the police office, like, nobody had an air conditioner in 1997, apparently. No. Yeah. It was just all shitty fans. When they're on the subway, they're both, Yeah, like, everyone's, like, yeah. glistening. Yeah, everyone's, like, constantly pouring sweat throughout this whole movie. <laughs> sweaty, as, sweaty as I am when I meet a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> so the movie ends with, like, a face-off of... Predator and the Danny Glover character, and he Danny Glover finally kills him with this uh, yeah, disc yeah. thing. You know, it always kind of I always wondered how like that Predator ship got underneath that apartment building. Yeah. <clears throat> Did he like you know? Hey, there's an alien parking spot underneath this building. And, <laughs> I mean, know, maybe there was because when he gives him <laughs> all those Predators show up and his like reward or his medal oh, yeah, for the killing gun. the predators the gun, that yeah. gun from 1715 so yeah maybe they created a parking spot long time ago a hundred hey, years well, ago <laughs> hey well hey first rights right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. else parked there for right. 300 years yep <laughs> i always thought that part was kind of silly mm-hmm. like here hey you beat one guy uh here's this gun we've been holding on to for 200 years yeah well, he's like what am i gonna do with this like, well, yeah whatever. but i thought that the point was that they respected him and then they left they weren't gonna kill him and also to show us 
that they have been coming and hunting humans on Earth. Actually, that's a really good <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. And that's how they got that spot. Because right. of the fact that... I mean, and they kind of make a mention of that in Alien vs. Predator. Right, where they yeah. have, like, a specific, you know, like, they always go here around yeah. this time right. of year to hunt. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So I thought it was cool. Yeah. Especially to show you that they've been doing this for... Hundreds of years, and of yeah. course the trophy room that they have on the the predator ship too. Oh yeah, that's you your favorite that. part, right? It was when I was growing up, mm-hmm. like when I first saw the movie in that whole like trophy room, and my first time I ever saw it too, <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit, that's the alien head in there!" And I oh, I specifically remember that like even the first time I saw it, which was I believe it was on Cinemax, I saw this movie, <laughs> and I was like, "Holy shit." That's the fucking alien, and it's my favorite movie. Like, what? Yeah. what is this going to happen? Yeah. And then it happened, and then it sucked. It was not good, and yeah. oh, my heart exploded. <laughs> oh. My first thought, I didn't want to tell you because I know you love that part, but my first thought was totally nerdy. Like, well, they're giant insects, so technically it would be an exoskeleton, but that is clearly <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't say anything. <laughs> Because calm Thanks, down. Pick I your battles. Pick, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for not ruining Predator Two for me <laughs> for the eighteenth time I've seen it. Awesome. <laughs> um, have you guys ever caught this movie on regular TV? Man, no, I have. I don't think so. Maybe back in the day, like it was like Channel Fifty or something way back, but I don't remember any edits or anything like that. Yeah. I remember I did once, and it was fucking brilliant. Have you ever <laughs> the seen? Editing? Have you ever seen Die Hard? Dubbed or edited for TV. Oh yeah, it's awful. What was oh, the yippee ki What does he say? yippee ki Because they keep in all the all the dialogue is kept in there, but they'll overdub the bad words. Yeah, they yeah. Won't just cut them out. There won't be these quick cuts, and you'll be able to like hear. And oh my god, do they? In this movie, there's so many fucks in this movie. There's a lot of fucks yeah. in this yeah. movie. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. A lot of swearing. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to show this movie on TV still, and they wanted to have it an hour and a half long at least, so they'd be cutting out like a whole half hour of this movie. Would they say joke instead of fuck? Yeah, stuff yeah. like that, or oh my god. It, it was hilarious. Just like the Die Hard, I've seen um, on YouTube Die Hard 2 where it's been dubbed for TV. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's clearly someone else's voice, you know, right after uh, mm-hmm. the What's His Face talks. It's not even Bruce close. Willis. Yeah. yeah, it's not even close. Oh, and when he really hilarious. starts to like freak out and just let a tirade of words <laughs> out, it doesn't sound like him at all. No. Have you ever seen the the end of Aliens on network TV? I remember she says, "Get away from her, you jerk!" <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Alien was a jerk, though. Yeah. I still have to say, like the Big Lebowski is my absolute favorite as far as the dub overs. Oh. When um, John Goodman's like beating the car, and he's like, "You never," he's like. This is what happens when you take a, fr- a friend of the Alps. Or like <laughs> and there's like, there's just so many different ones. Uh, this is what happens when you take a stranger to lunch. That's bizarre. <laughs> it, it was really, it was a strange edit. I couldn't picture they want, I don't know why they'd ever want to put Big Lebowski on TV anyway. But. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, sorry. Oh, uh, that's okay. I was just about to talk about breasts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Were, How many breasts? Two. There were two. two breasts in this yep. movie. Two we're in the... crazy coked out. Uh, that was the weirdest sex scene. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Where she's just going nuts on this guy, and then the Jamaicans bust in, yeah. and hang him upside, and start painting him, you know, with this blood or whatever. The rooster, uh, they 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 killed the rooster right there. Right. 
Yeah. Shit happens, you know. <laughs> voodoo magic man. <laughs> At first, I was like, "Is she killing him? I don't know what's happening." Oh, she's <laughs> no, she's just having a good time. Yeah, yeah, along for the ride. <laughs> hey, man, that dude was rich, you know. She's you know, getting yes. money's worth, I guess. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> One penis. Yeah. The only way I can say that I saw this is I finally saw it in uh, 1080. So like, <laughs> you saw I, through the bush. I, I can see through his his uh, his bush and Ecuadorian bush and then <laughs> and yeah he uh, I saw Wiener. It was very very quick. But yeah, it's in no, there. No, it wasn't finally. that quick. Wait, who was Wiener? Are you talking about? Wait, who are Wiener? Are you talking about the guy hanging? Yeah, the guy who hanging upside down. Yeah, the the. Latino guy. Yeah, he's yeah. hanging upside down, but then, like, remember, he still hangs, and they're shooting yeah. everybody, yeah, and his yeah, body's yeah. just, like, taking every bullet. <laughs> <laughs> so you just see it, like, dangling around there. First penis in 40 episodes. No, there's been episodes. a few. Ep- Have there? Yeah, we saw, I think so. It might be. I'm glad I'm here for the penis episode. Yeah, the penis episode. We did it. <laughs> yeah, I got to dump this the penis episode now. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, anything left you guys want to talk about? Any closing statements? You have grades for this. What's your grade? Uh, A minus. I'm sorry, oh, Dad. Shit. I, I A disagree. Minus, really? I think it's pretty good. That's yeah. Wow. I didn't, you know what? Like, going back to it, when I watched it as a kid, I didn't think too much of it. Uh, you know, once again, because I was like, it's not Arnold, you know. Yeah, and, that's what a lot of people thought. Yeah, but right. as I grow older and, you know, actually can understand stuff, um, I would say I'd give it like a B or B plus because, like, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was a great movie. Yeah. And, like I said, now I think, now that I watch it after hearing what your, like, explanation of it was, like, as far as, like, you know, that Danny Glover was the target all along. Right. Like, I think I'll have a different perspective and probably enjoy it even more. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I have to give it uh, A minus also. Uh, I think this is a underrated and i think people oh, should yeah. definitely, definitely give this a chance and mm-hmm. anyone listening you should give this movie another chance yeah i think it deserves it i think danny glover's performance even deserves it mm-hmm. uh i think uh, you can just man he fucking bulked up for this movie he yeah did. he did mm-hmm. a lot of his own stunts too like that driving scene where he's driving the car with the the bulletproof, the bulletproof vests in yeah. it. that was him i remember watching a making of and mm-hmm. he was actually driving that car. Nice. So yeah, I gotta give him props for this, especially having to take over for Arnold, man. Yeah. It's tough to do. Big shoes to fill, yeah. Gotta open up for fucking Slayer, man. What is it with Arnold leaving franchises and then they make even better franchises afterwards? Because Arnold was supposed to be Die Hard, wasn't it? Oh, like, was he? Probably, it was supposed yeah. to be Commando 2, I think, or something like that. Oh, I'm so glad it didn't work out that yeah, way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was weird. Like, yeah. Or something like, I, I gotta look up. I might be wrong on that. But there was, like, Die Hard was based off of something that, like, Arnold turned down or something okay. like that. I'll make little fists off my toes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I Yippee do kind of, of want to see that movie a little bit. <laughs> I'll admit. The Arnold edit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kevin, for being on this episode. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me. We will be back shortly, and thanks a lot for listening to us again. Yeah, thanks for listening. See you yeah. next time.